Hey there, industrial marketers, and welcome to the Manufacturing Marketer Podcast, powered by Gorilla76, the industrial marketing agency. This show is dedicated to all the marketers working at companies that make stuff. Join us as we explore the latest trends, strategies, and tactics to help you succeed in B2B manufacturing marketing. I'm your host, Brendan Forrest. And today, we're going to be talking about the power of YouTube ads for manufacturing businesses. YouTube as a platform is still incredibly popular for information and entertainment. Kevin, here are some quick stats for you from Zipia.com. YouTube still has 122 million daily visitors. 62% of American internet users access YouTube daily, and 85% access YouTube at least once a week. That is a lot of people. And then the average YouTube visitor spends at least 40 minutes on the site. I also just read an article on May 10th, yesterday, from when we recorded this, that YouTube is starting tests to block videos to folks using ad blockers. So they're basically forcing you to use ads. And so that just means YouTube ads are probably going to be a little more effective here because people aren't going to be able to block them. So joining us today is Kevin McClary, Senior Performance Marketer at Gorilla76, and now a frequent guest on the show. I've uh, been on a couple of them, Kevin. So uh, we're looking for you to share your insights and tips on how to create an effective YouTube ad that captures the attention of your target audience and drive results for your business. What's up, Kevin? It's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Have you seen that article that or you know, what YouTube's trying to do? I, I, I hadn't heard about that until now, but I am not surprised at all. Um, everybody's trying to button down now that there's, we're in the era of privacy on these platforms. It's, uh, a pretty strategic move by Google. Yeah. People on Reddit are pissed, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, it's it's how she goes. So, um, you know, maybe more people are going to see YouTube ads, uh, but you're probably going to have a lot more disgruntled people seeing YouTube ads, or maybe the numbers on YouTube are just going to dip. So maybe that 122 million people goes down, who knows? Um, so that is still very, like, it hasn't happened for everybody, but that's still like early tests out there for people using ad blockers. So, all right, Kevin, um, why are YouTube ads important for us in the manufacturing business? Many of the reasons you just said the consumption is off the charts and it's not just, you know, kids watching these things. Everybody's watching YouTube. It's the second biggest search engine in the world, only behind its parent company. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's really cool too, because you can think of it like an extension of demand generation if you want. Um, And it, it's, it's video, it's sight, sound, motion, emotion. Um, It's taking, you know, TV advertising, but making it even more targeted. You can target um, by user interest. You can target specific content, um, search terms, there's a lot you can do with it, um, but it's definitely something that takes a little more planning, a little more strategy um, than even just paid social or paid search. Um, you need to have a clear plan on what you want to do, how you're going to execute it, and what your creative is going to look like. Um, but if executed well, I think it can be really, really powerful. I love the point you made about the demand generation too, right? And I just feel like the YouTube audience is perfect for this because they're engaged, they want to learn or they want to be entertained. And so they're like focusing on the platform and there's not a lot of like scrolling happening like we see with paid social, right? So like if someone's like, I want to watch this video. And then if your video is relevant and it captures their attention right away, you have a good shot of like having that person be engaged while they're watching your video. If you, if you, right, if you plan it right and you have the right strategy behind how you create the creative. So yeah, it's a, it's a pretty interesting play and it's not 
crazy expensive, you know, especially if you have the right targeting. So I think we'll talk about that a little bit more here. So first, I just want to say, like, what, like, what are the key elements you think to making a, an effective YouTube ad? So the creative itself is it's probably the most important piece, right? Yeah, that's that's the first thing I think about because there's basically three different ad types, ad units that you can use on a YouTube ad. You can use like a six second bumper, uh, which is not skippable. That's more of just you know a flash branding thing. Fifteen second non skippable, um, and then a much longer. You can use a video that's many many minutes long um, that is skippable. But and skippable within the first five, seconds, right? but or yeah, five, five, five yeah. Five seconds. So if you're no matter what uh format you're going to use, any of those, you need to be able to say, catch the attention and deliver your hook or say what you need to say within those first five seconds. I mean, a bumper like you only have six seconds to make a point, right? Like, so that's exactly. like a headline, exactly. Yeah, so. I've seen way too many ads myself when I'm consuming YouTube or worked with people who wanted to run YouTube ads and they deliver me a creative. And it's much more of like a brand film or something that would fit well on a website uh, or maybe a social media post, but it doesn't really work as a YouTube ad because it they don't get into their message for the first until like 30 seconds in right um, i mean you gotta you gotta do the cool logo intro right you have to have all the, the cool guitar riffs you have to have all that stuff to make a good video right yeah but not 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 a <laughs> not a youtube ad right <laughs> not, not a youtube ad you know maybe if you want if you want something to look sleek on your site right but for the youtube ad it's just like it can be it can be really simple it's almost it's similar to like um now the short form video dna mm-hmm. where show a human face say something really attention grabbing and then get into your thing. Yeah. Um, that's how, that's probably the most important thing. Um, of course there's every other element like the targeting and, but, uh, yeah. And unless you have the, the creative down, not worth getting into. So we're talking, so creative and then you said targeting. I think that's also an important piece. They got to make sure like the right, like your video, like you could have the best video in the world for YouTube, but if you have the wrong audience, they're not going to care. And it's like, like, and then like, even if they do care, but they're the wrong person anyways, and they're not going to buy your thing, especially like we're talking like large CapEx pieces of equipment, uh, you know, (laughs) 15 year old kids not going to buy an oven or, you know, like a big uh, machining thing. So uh, make sure you're like, you're targeting the right people. Uh, Anything else? Like, like what other elements are there? Creative targeting? What else? Anything else? Probably, but maybe budget. Budget. Budget is something to consider um, (laughs) on anything you run, but I think it can be really easy to waste money on YouTube as well. Um, If you, unless you know what you're doing, like you said, the the audience can end up being off, off base, like out of focus of what you want. And they don't care. Like Google will take your money and they will run a bunch of your impressions and you can set your target like CPM or your daily budget to whatever. They'll just, there's a there's enough consumption they'll they'll blast through it so um yeah it's tough to say like you know what is a good budget because that's going to depend on the size of your audience um and and what you're trying to accomplish but um be mindful of that don't just throw a number out on 
on a YouTube ad that you think would work on paid social or somewhere else because it might not align. Okay. So let's get into some more like details here. Let's talk about, we'll talk about creative first, because I think we, you and me both agree that's the most important piece here. So in your mind, what are the things that you need to consider when you're doing the least creative? Like we kind of already mentioned some of these, but like, let's just like boom, boom, boom. Like what are the things you need to consider when you're creating a good video ad? Right. So think about even for a branding type campaign, if it's demand generation, you still want to almost think of it as this is like a a sales lead generation type pitch, I think, um, to grab that attention. So if you use the example like industrial ovens, right, like something like that, like you need to think about what problem is this thing solving for what audience? And that's your hook. Yep. Right. So like like technical specs, people aren't going to care, right? But you have to talk to the audience and like connect with them. Right. So like, what, what is, what would you say is one of the main problems that? Oh, sure. Let's say um, maybe an important thing here is like the quality of the parts that come out of the oven. The quality of the parts. So you could be like, are your parts coming out of your oven line, like damaged or? Yeah. Are you, you, do you have to throw or give up? Like, is your scrap rate super high? Right. Is your, that's, that's it. Is your scrap rate super high, right? Because if you, if you, again, if you get your targeting right and you have your creative, the creative's the variable here, you have that, is your scrap rate super high? Somebody who's having that problem is going to be like stopped in their tracks because they're watching YouTube. They can be watching anything. It could, they could be watching videos related to uh, like manufacturing or they could be watching videos like an an NBA highlight. But yep. if you get your targeting right, you're targeting the right person, they see a video, is your scrap rate super high? They're going to be like, it is. Mm-hmm. How do you know? <laughs> right? Yeah. And we they, know because we did customer research, right? Like all the things that we talk about on the show, it always goes back to doing customer research and understanding who your audience is and the problems that they have. Exactly. Customers and then figure out their problems are and then use that as the hook for your videos. It could be that simple. So you're presenting the problem and then you get into the solution, mm-hmm. right? So that's how the creative should be formatted. And everything else that we talked about, like flashing the brand logo, the music, that can come in. But within those first five seconds, it needs to be catching the person attention as fast as you can because they are already hovering over that skip button. I promise you. Right. Oh yeah, my muscles are just trained there, ready to go. Yes. Yeah. But I've been stopped. Like I feel like as marketers ourselves, we understand how these ads work. We know we we're on the other side of it. So we're almost a little more resistant to it just as consumers ourselves. But I've been stopped before by really good hooks like that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to learn about this cuz they took the time to figure to figure me out mm-hmm. and they're offering to solve a problem. Yep. That's cool. All right. So the other thing I would maybe consider here is highly edited and really nice looking or more lo-fi versions. And it's hard to tell. Like I usually get caught by the super highly edited ones that are like pretty flashy and fast paced, but I'm also a marketer. So I'm not the audience for most of our audience here on the on the show, right? So you probably create a couple different videos, like do one that's highly edited, really nice design, and then maybe do one that's a little lo-fi. 
you know, it's just a guy talking on a screen like this, um, like this, like everyone listening cannot see our faces right now, <laughs> but you know, like what I'm saying, like you know, on a zoom thing, you know, I'll try a bunch of different things, or maybe it's just like an iPhone video, uh, try stuff and see what happens. Uh, you know, as long as you like do what Kevin said, like hook first and then get into the solution instead of trying to, you know, build a story with like setting and then, you know, like a traditional story format. We can't do that here. Hook then solution and then get out of there. But I would try a bunch of different types of creative, you know, highly designed lo-fi. What are your thoughts on that? 100% agree. Test things out. Um, you could hold your phone up to your face, right? And record yourself just out on the floor, like out on the production floor. Yeah. Um, and and again, use that same hook, like have general script. Um, you do it that way, but then also create the more produced version. Yep. Run them and see what happens. Um, you can also uh, test out test out different hooks, right? Um, like <clears throat> you could just record essentially the same version, like have the same video, the 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 same meat of the video, but then have like a few different hooks. Yeah. Um, test things out and and see how it goes. They make it pretty easy for you to do that on the platform. Do you think that there's an opportunity to do more, you know, demand gen type things, or is this going to be more like we just like more lead generation? Like, you know, when I think demand generation, I'm thinking, you know, on paid social, I'll create ads for social proof, right? So we'll have a case study as a, as the as the piece of content, and then we'll do that. Then we'll have like an expertise ad type, and then we'll have like an expert article with a subject matter expert. You know, we'll have some product education. Uh, we'll do like some brand stuff where it's like you know before and after, or it'll be like problem solution result. Um, you'll have a call to action ad. Do you think there's an opportunity on YouTube to distribute content in that manner? Or should it be, do you think it's more like, here's the product, here's the, the problem you're having, here's the product, and then here's the result, and then be out of there. And just more sales lead Jenny. Yeah, so I think you can do any of those types of ads, right? It's just, it's more about, I guess when I say it's more sales lead Jenny, I, I mean that in as far as grabbing the attention. Yeah. Um, but then the rest of the the video, the creative, can be uh social proof, right? You can you can go to a, a customer, <laughs> like a, a, a talking head. You can go to um it probably depends on the ad type you pick too, right? Because I'm thinking like a 16 or 15 second bumper. It's gonna be hard to get a longer message, you know, an expert article or a case study out. But if you're leaning in on a longer video, as long as you hook them in before the skip and then get them into like what, so basically like, why is this article important and then get into, or why this video is important for education. There's an opportunity there potentially. Yeah. Definitely yeah. something to test out. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think we can get into this too, but like it's based on the objective that you choose when you're setting up your campaign is going to give you the options of which ad units to use anyways. So um I think we can, let's get the targeting I, I, yeah. you know, video. It's like hook them and then test out a bunch of different types of creative to see what's going to work for your audience. It's going to be hard. It's hard for us to tell you what your audience is specifically going to want, but I think just in general, like just make sure you have a strong hook and, and get them into the video and then test out a bunch of different stuff. So, all right, Ken, let's talk about the target. Cause I think that targeting piece is really important and it's something that you're an expert at, especially, you know, in platform. So just, can you just walk us through, like, how do you go through that targeting process? Yeah. So when you're creating a, a YouTube ad, you're doing it within Google ads, just like you would for a search campaign. And it's the same, like 
interface. Like you're choosing choosing your objective: sales, leads, website traffic, brand awareness, all of those things. Um, the key difference here is with YouTube ads, product and brand consideration or brand awareness and reach objective is going to give you way more options for building out a, an audience. Um, like I'm just going to pull it up right here in front of me and and I can't show you, but I'll tell you what the key differences are. So if I choose like leads or sales as the objective, um, the audience that you can build out is more, it's closer to like a, an audience that you would build on paid social. Um, you're doing it based on affinity, um, interests, uh, demographics. Um, you can, you can do retargeting audiences, um, but it's sort of that more like paid social DNA and you're using Google's data and abilities. So it's, a little it's more difficult if you have a, a niche audience to to say i want to reach industrial manufacturers right like you you can you can do that you can put that in here but that could mean a lot of different things and you can't really go much further down much more targeted than that and i have a tough time with targeting like that just because like I feel like a manufacturing engineer is so different. You know, like they're not all like all doing the same thing, but they're all working on different types of projects. They're not all like big car guys or, you know, into robotics or into space or like, like they have all these different things. They could, like, it's your job. Like you and me have pretty similar jobs, but we have way different interests, right? And so it's hard to like, it's not like, you know, you're trying to sell a hiking backpack. So you're looking for people that are interested in hiking. You know, that's pretty easy for targeting people on affinity. It's just a lot harder to do that. I think with people's jobs. Totally, totally. Um, so in that case, I think running a brand awareness and reach objective is going to give you way more opportunity. So if you select that, not only do you have the um, ability to run any ad type, what like either that like the six second, 15 second, the full length, you can run one of those. You can run a mix of all of them. Um, it's giving you every every possibility. And then targeting-wise, it's so much better. So this has been a recent change. Um, you used to have all of these capabilities with all ad objectives. Okay. Um, but recently, they've switched it over to only brand awareness or um, uh, like reach. So with that type of campaign, you can target... Again, the demographics, different audience segments, um, affinity, but you can also target people based on what they have searched on Google and YouTube. Mm. So how this would play out is, say somebody goes on Google or YouTube, they search industrial oven. Then they go to YouTube and they're watching a... Uh, video of the NHL playoffs last night. Before that video, they could see your ad related to industrial ovens. So because you're they searched it on Google. Because they searched it on Google. You're targeting by search query. Right. Another really cool thing. So that's is, super powerful, right? Because we talk about like, you know, getting into demand capture 
based on high intent keywords within Google. So if you could do like, especially like if you have a really strong Google ads campaign and you have keywords or ad groups that are doing really well for you, I mean, that's an opportunity for you to bring that over to YouTube as well. It, yeah. If you have that information already, if you have a, a mature search strategy, whether paid or organic, and you know what keywords are producing for you, I mean, the ad builds itself. The campaign setup yeah. is there for you. Um, similar to that, you can also target specific videos or channels. So mm -hmm. if you have like a competitor that has a decent amount of YouTube traffic, you can target their videos and their channel if their their channel is monetized and if they have a big enough audience. Mm -hmm you can serve your ads in front of their videos. Um, like an example of how this would work, I, I know like musicians do this. So if somebody makes music similar to Drake, like they are just gonna select Drake's channel and put all of their own music ads in front of his. So it would be similar to that, right? Like this is related to me. I'm going to deliver my message to people interested in this. I think, in manufacturing, uh, you want to be mindful of, again, the audience size. Your competitor may not have a ton of traffic on their site, or maybe they do. If they don't, you can still put that into your audience and layer it with everything else, yeah. search queries, interests. Um, instead of it having just be one thing, it's a part of your entire bucket of potential reach, um, but it can be a secret weapon. Kevin, can you... Like, okay, so let's say you do it based on a competitor, but their channel's not monetized, right? So if their channel's not monetized, there's not gonna be any ads that are showing. And I feel like most manufacturer companies don't have their YouTube channels monetized because, you know, they want people to see their videos and, you know, all that. So, but if you do put a competitor on there and someone searches for them, will your ad follow that? Like, will that, and then that person goes to like an NHL highlight video, will they still see your ad because they went to your competitor? Like, does it track it that way? Or is it only based on like, if they see, if they go to that channel? It would just be based on content. It would just be based on if if you hit play on one of those competitors' videos. Got it. Um, there are cases too where maybe the channel itself doesn't have a ton of traffic, but that channel might have two or three videos that have a decent amount of attention on them. Um, again, they have to be monetized, but... Um, it can, it's, it can be, like I said, a secret weapon. Cause not a lot of yeah. people know about that. Another option that you could do, this is probably getting a little in the weeds, but you go to the competitor's website, it's not monetized, but you can probably see the related videos that people go to, right. And then just kind of click in there and see like where are people going after this. Um, that could be a way, you know, and then you could find like maybe an influencer or something, you know, somebody that's got a monetized channel, uh, that you could target then. Exactly. And then I'm assuming like with with YouTube ads, just like Google ads, you can do things like geography, age, you know, all that, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Totally. Totally. Um, you can limit, yeah. By location and age. Um, and yeah, like the, it's, it's pretty, pretty, uh, sophisticated for what you can do, but you want to make sure you're, they're they're going to give you uh, an estimate of your audience size, and you want to make sure it's not creeping up too high. Because I've had I've had situations where I'm building an audience, and there was something selected, mm. some interest or some sort of setting selected, and the 
estimated available impressions is like 5 billion, right? So it, it can be easy to set that off and then you're just going to lose all your all your budget. I think that's an important thing just as you're doing targeting on any platform, you know, LinkedIn, Google, YouTube, Facebook, just all like as you make selections, just check to see what the audience size is. Cause yeah, you don't like, <laughs> I've done it before. It was like, I'll create an audience like, Oh, someone's interested in manufacturing. Well, it's like a dub or everyone in manufacturing is kind of interested in that. So like, do you want to target everybody in manufacturing? Probably not, you know? <laughs> so yeah, just be aware as you're building the audience to check to see what the size is. Cause every platform is going to tell you. Definitely. Um, okay. Let's talk. Uh, so we talked content creation. We talked targeting. Any other points you wanted to make on targeting before we jump to the next section? Nope. Okay, cool. Um, how do we talk measurement now? What, like, what are the things you're looking for in measurement? So the first thing I want to talk about is conversions. Are you setting conversions up just like you would in Google ads or, and is there any other conversions that we can look at, um, that we could be tracking or is it more just what you're getting in Google ads? Yeah. So if you, you can, if you're doing it within your existing Google ads account, it's nice because hopefully you already have your conversion set up and you don't have to do anything else there. Um, but if there is another action on your site that you want to track, like if you're setting up a new landing page, um, any type of new form to go along with this, yeah, totally set up a new conversion. Um, but don't use that as like the main measurement of success here. Um, it's, it's similar to running ads on paid social, right? It's like not everything is going to be directly attributed back. There can be a lot of consumption and then the conversion happens a different way or at a different time. Which um, is like, that's something that we see all the time. Yeah. We run a lot of paid social ads and we see a lot of people coming back to the site you know, through a different original source, right? They saw us on paid social, but then they come to us through organic or direct. And then they fill out the form and then, you know, HubSpot will say, oh, that person came to you from organic when in reality they said that they saw us on LinkedIn or now like YouTube. Exactly. So um, everything else though, like measuring success, uh, it's similar to to paid social, right? Like you, you want to look at consumption. Um, it's cool because on YouTube, you can see the percentage watch time. Um, did they skip? Did they hit the buttons, the skip button? Did they watch at 10%, 25, 50, 75%? Um, did they click on the ad? Did they visit your website? Um, what is your CPM? Um, it's a lot of the same things that you would think about uh, and look at on paid social. Um, so it's you look at it from the demand generation standpoint, right? It's consumption. It's did I hook this person and get them to watch longer than that button, the skip button, uh, allowed them to? Yep. Okay. The other thing I want to talk about here is I'm starting to see a lot more people in our manufacturing space utilize their mobile device to learn about products that they need to solve their problems. And I'm pretty sure YouTube has a boatload of people. I almost, probably half the time I use YouTube, it's on my phone. So is there any thoughts you have about creating a good ad experience for people on mobile? Well, the thing with YouTube is that, yeah, there is a lot of mobile consumption, but the ad format is widescreen, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's no like short ads yet, right? Or anything like that? There are shorts ads. Um, 
they kind of make it, they might be working on it, but right now it's kind of difficult to set it up. Um, but most of the the ad units themselves are going to be widescreen. So you, you can't like create like a mobile only group and have like a vertical video. I think I, t- to be honest, I'm not sure where they're at with that because I've seen so I've seen headlines, I've seen information back and forth on like the YouTube or the the shorts ads. Yeah. Um maybe we can end up doing an, another talk on that one that's more like concrete, but um yeah, I mean the basic ad unit is is widescreen. So there can be people that just like watch YouTube, you know, they hold their phone vertically, but the the ad is widescreen. Um, sure. But if they're willing to watch the the normal video that way, it's not to say that it's right. going to have that much of an impact on um, how they consume your ad video. Um, another thing to think about too is that these ads can serve on TVs. I watch a ton of YouTube just on my smart TV. Yeah. Um, so that is a lot of different formats, right? So we're talking small mobile devices, medium screen size computers, and then, you know, huge TVs potentially. Yeah. So I think um, to your point, like not having the, you don't need the traditional like brand video type um, elements in there where maybe just having a face jump up immediately, that's pretty easy to see on whatever device you're on. Um, And it makes it really clear what the ad is. So um, it's, yeah, it's something to think about, but I don't think um, like mobile, like having it be mobile video versus desktop or anything like that is make or break. So I just did a quick search on Google and it looks like they support a lot of different types of creative. So it's like landscape 16 by nine, vertical nine by 16, square one by one videos, um, or you could do both vertical 916 and square one by one. So it looks like there is some options in there for you to do different ratioed videos potentially. But they, they are going to, they're still going to, like you can serve a vertical video within a widescreen video um, format, but it's going, it's going to be cut off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Same with the square. Like it's just going to, like they'll allow you to upload different dimensions, but it's still going to be cut off um, based on what device you're watching on. But I wonder if you could create like a an ad group that was, here's my mobile ad group and here's my widescreen ad group. And then I put all my vertical video into the mobile one or my square video into the mobile one. And then all my landscape videos into the desktop one, potentially. Potentially. I'm sure you can. I, I haven't gotten that far with it. Yeah. Hmm. Some things to think about, at least. Um, I just, I've been seeing a lot more mobile traffic happening on the manufacturing side of things. So just a thing to consider as you are uh, doing your creative and targeting. Kevin, any other, any other thoughts here? Um, that's kind of all the questions I had for you. So do you have any other last takeaways on YouTube ads? Should yeah. manufacturers be doing YouTube ads? If you can do it right. Yeah. Everybody should be doing them. Um, I think you should also, if you're thinking about doing it, just go on YouTube and think like an advertiser. We see a lot, like as humans, we see so many ads every day and we don't sometimes don't think about what's actually happening, how we're being targeted, but just go on YouTube and just start clicking around 
on different videos, different topics, and see what ads are 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 being served you and see how they're dealing with the first five seconds. Are they doing the non-skippable ads? Sort of try and reverse engineer what they're doing, yep. what their strategy is, see if something does catch your attention and uh, and work backwards from there. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, it's kind of annoying to do that, you know, turn your ad blocker off and watch videos to get ads, but it'll help you as a marketer. Um, it's the same thing. Like when you're on LinkedIn and Facebook, pay attention when you scroll, like, don't just scroll past the ads, like, just look and see, like, did this catch my eye at all? Or, and like, what about this caught my eye and, you know, take those learnings into what you're doing in the manufacturing space. Now, obviously like you have to know your audience, but there's some things I think that kind of universally apply to humans. So, um, because, you know, manufacturing a process and mechanical engineers are people too. Absolutely. <laughs> Cool. Kevin, uh, I think that's all I have for you, man. Um, thanks for joining me on this. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening. Um, you know, YouTube has a kind of exciting thing. Um, I'd love to hear any of your thoughts. Uh, so uh, feel free to shoot me a message on LinkedIn. Shoot Kevin a message on LinkedIn. If uh, you're learning anything on YouTube, I'd love to hear from you. Um, and for more information on being a, a really stellar manufacturing marketer, you should consider joining us on Industrial Marketing Live. It happens the first and third Thursday of every single month at 10 a.m. Central. And it's just a place for us industrial marketers to get together and hone our skills together and learn about things and and just like have a community of, of us. Because I know we're all on small teams and it's nice to have someone in your corner uh, that's looking to just help your career out and make your life a little bit better. So feel free to join us. Uh, you can register for that at industrialmarketinglive.com. Kevin, thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, you'll probably be on like a month or two again. So <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone. Thanks. Catch you later.